0: We're back in the No Property Podcast. It's good to be here again, Frank. Yes, another week. You can tell you're getting close to a
1: holiday. Yeah, got I was a... going to wear the sunglasses, actually. <laughs> but it's not sunny today. It's back to winter. And so you're uh, I'm heading you, out of here. you got
0: your... What are those things called that you wear are the flowers around your neck?
1: The lei. The lei. Oh, that's if you go to Hawaii. Yeah. not going to Hawaii. So. Where are you going? Uh, the Maldives, as oh, they pronounce it Oh,
0: And that's just a quick one, folks. That's what happens when you've got uh, a lot of equity and a lot of passive income. You just... <laughs> You just fuck off and leave the Henderson no. boys and go to the Wait, yeah, But I'm
1: still doing deals over there. We're, last two holidays, I was still doing deals. Who's? Yeah, maybe That's you'll buy right. for uh, one of our good clients That's this it. time. I think so, mate. Today on the uh,
0: In the No Property podcast, last week we unpacked your portfolio, and this week we're going to unpack uh, my
1: portfolio, which I don't yes. think I've ever done before. So that'll be interesting. Not quite 30 years, but <laughs> mate, yeah, not <laughs> but, quite. But, uh, probably more more in. Uh, Assets what are we? Values? First,
0: first, uh, first property was purchased. I just looked in June of 2015. So uh coming on eight years. Oh, very good. 16, 17, 18, so 19 So you, you 20, bought your first one, one when you were two, eighteen, three. yes?
1: Eighteen. Eighteen. 18 yes. Well, that's just that's, before I turned nineteen. That's as old as you can uh, legally buy. So that's, that's good. right. And where mate, was that well, one? Marubra.
0: That was in could but mate, we're going to unpack that oh, oh, okay, before sorry. we get in. Get <laughs> ahead of myself, I'm so excited. Mate, bring, bring your rod up. There we go. You haven't, you haven't got it close enough to your mouth, um, mate. We got to do first the uh, the deal of the week. Oh yes, it's been a few. Important. It's been a big week, mate. There has there's been uh, there's been quite a few deals, but um, one deal that that stands out to me this week, um, I think Frankie will be the terrace that we just purchased for a client and uh mate we actually tried to buy this same property two years ago oh really for uh for another client in 2021 but we're unsuccessful and and someone else purchased the property and uh that person now is selling the property or sold the property uh due to the interest rate increases well, and they didn't want to carry the debt years, yes um and we paid twenty five thousand dollars more than what they paid for it back in 21. so uh, they've lost some money on that transaction. I well, mean, they've made mean, a small amount stamp of money, but stamps, selling costs, and yes. all the rest of it. Uh, and essentially, what th- this terrace is a, a double brick terrace. It is uh, it's freestanding. It's got double parking, tandem parking. Uh, it's re- we we paid one point two seven nine five for it, and it rents for nine hundred and fifty dollars a week in a blue ship suburb so you know we're talking like four and a half percent yield which is a pretty strong yield yes yes and uh mate, the big opportunity with this property is the ability to add value so a finished product um would be worth circa two mil maybe touch over maybe a touch under depending on the quality of the the renovation um, and i think a reno would probably cost somewhere between three to four hundred so we paid 1.27 uh 1.275 for it let's say we spent 400 on it you're on up to 1.6 seven five million or say 1.7 and it should be worth you know two million bucks so there's some there's some initial equity we can build up in the reno plus then it's going to be renting for probably 1200 bucks a week once it's renovated nice um this is in the newcastle region is it hamilton Hamilton. yeah so uh mate that's the deal of the week it's a good set and forget uh good yield and there's some ability there to manufacture some growth through a renovation
1: nice 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 one
0: Now, Mr. Frankie, we haven't got any interest rate. You love your interest rate uh, announcements. You haven't got any of those, unfortunately, this week. we released
1: some wages uh, numbers yesterday. I don't know. We're not economists, so we don't need to get into all the economic Mm. data that comes out. We're really mostly interested in inflation and the the cash rate. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, Wages uh, figures were released yesterday, whatever they were, so... (laughs) <laughs>
0: lots, lots. As long as everyone's making lots of money, that's all that matters. Yeah, it well,
1: was something like, well, because they, they were comparing inflation is up at 7.8%. And I think the wages figures were up at about to, to 3.3%. So uh, as you can see, you know, um, wages compared to inflation, you know, your, your true real wages, as they call it, I think, are going backwards. So hence the reason they want to get inflation down.
0: Hence the reason you want to buy in blue chip locations where people control their own incomes, Mr. Frank mm. Royiti. Um, but, mate, we're going to unpack the uh, my portfolio. Uh, I think it's consisting of 10 or 11 properties at the moment. Nice.
1: And uh, All right, Kick it off, number one, mate.
0: Mate, Boy. yeah. This started, what am I now, 2026. 20, I started investing when I was 18, so eight years ago. Yeah. Um, in 2015, I bought my first property as an 18-year-old kid. Uh, it was a two-bedroom apartment in uh, the suburb of Coogee. Nice. Um, Two-bed, no parking, ground floor no parking, apartment. No I know. Mate. And um, about that, I wouldn't. You know, this is probably the <laughs> asset that I look at in my portfolio now and say that I would not buy that property again if I was to, you know, restart the portfolio again. Yeah,
1: and that's because I know more now. I'm more yeah, educated. Course, more educated, um, but I think the, but it's been renting the whole time, right? It's uh, it's done exceptionally well. well. You know, mm. like
0: this was the thing that started started off the the portfolio and and started the journey so at the time i only had a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget um i wanted to buy in the eastern suburbs of sydney because that's where chris gray my mentor was buying (laughs) and uh you know there there wasn't a lot to choose from you know most departments at that time were probably 850 to 900 i had 750 so i was at that real entry level one to two better um and and that's a good
1: point you know if that's all you got for your first one and you know like you said you probably you know if you knew now you wouldn't buy it primarily probably because it doesn't have the parking. But if that's all you can afford and you're buying in a blue chip so like Koji, okay, it doesn't have parking, but it's your first investment property. At least you're in. You exactly. Know, that's and still going to grow in value, even though it doesn't have parking. It's still going to grow in value and create you some equity. And then, you know, that's going to, you know, light the wick for the rest of them. So it, to and suppose. that's
0: exactly what happened. So it, it, it was a two better. It's in a block of 12. It's literally 200 meters to the sand of, Of you it was uh, it was renovated at the time again probably wouldn't buy a renovated one now Mm. Um, it didn't have outdoor space which again is a a downside it was quite dark now I lived in it for a a short period of time a few years ago Um, very dark and it doesn't have parking. So, mm. you know, the, the pros of this was great location, both on the macro being Coogee and the micro being the street. It was on Bream Street, a couple of yeah. hundred meters down to the Coogee Pavilion.
1: In the and beach. you can afford it. <laughs> the main the yeah, main- Yeah, I could afford it. And, it,
0: you know, I paid 720,000 for it and it was renting for 700 bucks a week. Oh, so, beautiful. you know, you're talking like a high 4% yields. Yeah. Um, so it made sense. So I secured that asset um, and that was in 2015. I then didn't buy a property until 2017 so that was you know I did still I,
1: pretty quick for most people a couple of yeah, years later so
0: so two years later I uh, I then purchased a property at Bonavista Avenue in Maroubra
1: yes which very, is uh, very nice um, street one of the best in uh, Maroubra actually
0: it is so again this this one I actually got a buyer's agent to help me buy this property so it was Chris Gray who helped me buy this property and um, I remember at the time I, w- I was looking. I was pre-approved. I had a little bit more money this time because my uh, my income had increased. Sorry, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't 2017. It was 2016. It was it's about 18 months later. I bought it in October of okay. of 2016. So you know, I had about 900 thousand of serviceability at that time, and uh, interest rates had actually decreased slightly. I think between 2015 and 2016. Don't quote me on that, but mm. I think so. We had strong servicing, and um, and I'd actually, you know, I'd got a loaner pre-approved with a cross-collateralization of the, the, oh, the yes, first of property course. and the second. So I was out there in the marketplace. I had my deposit bond ready for the deposit. <laughs> and I couldn't find anything, missed out on a few auctions. I remember I went to a few auctions in Coogee and all the rest of it. And I thought, fuck this, I'm, I'm sick of looking. I employed Chris Gray to do it for me or his company. Um, ended up buying something off-market in a block of which he owned one personally and a few other of the clients. Uh, that was a two-bedroom apartment that we paid eight hundred and seventy five thousand dollars for and that was in october of 2016. Nice, so nice. at a months later so at this time i was not 20 years old in october 2016 i would have been 20 years old had the Kuji property that was worth about 800 grand from when i when i bought it, it was about 10 percent growth in yeah, that yeah increase um, i used that that money plus some more savings to buy property number two um and then, you know, I had, what, one and a half-ish million dollars worth of worth of real estate. Uh, from there, I then didn't buy a property for a couple of years. And, you know, the reason for that was I was sort of maxed at my serviceability. Yeah. I wasn't getting m- many m- increases in my salary because, you know, when you start working, the, you probably have the most significant increases in the first sort of five to 10 years of your career because you're going from being a proper junior to going, you know, yeah, through Yeah, it's, it's
1: depending what you're, what you're doing, you know whether you're starting your own business or working for someone else. And, but like you said, you know when you're in your, you know, your early 20s, you're usually a junior in whatever career you're in. So you know, you're not usually getting promoted to, to management positions and, th- and things like that. So you're, you're, um, your salary increases are small. Exactly, you know? yeah. So then I, w-
0: and then I, what happened was um, I, I didn't buy, that was in 2016 and then I didn't buy anything until 2018, 2019. Which, uh, which was when I actually made the move. I moved from Sydney to Newcastle. I was still living at home when I bought those two properties as well. Yeah. So which did would ha- have
1: helped with your savings, obviously. Living it at did. Home. Sa- You have no to, expenses. you got to make sacrifices, you know. Not everyone can move out of home um, and afford to do this, you know, when you're 20 years old.
0: Exactly, and I had no expenses other than you know whatever I chose to spend money That's on. Right. And at yeah. the time, those properties were costing me. Remember, Koji was costing me about a hundred dollars, 150 dollars a week, I think, out of my pocket. I was putting into, and like an, a mortgage account. Mm. And then Marubra was a, was about the same. So it was costing me two or three hundred bucks a week. And at the time, I was probably netting in my bank most weeks 12 to 1500.
1: Oh, yeah. So you think, uh, three hundred bucks a week out of 12 to 1500, yeah. I still or still being able to save and when there are expenses that you need to make and I mean you know everyone always brings it back to how much a week is it gonna cost me but you don't pay it out every week mm. you get a quarterly strata bill you get a monthly uh, mortgage repayment That's you know that's direct debited um, you know, what else you got, council rates, yeah, water exactly. rates, et cetera. I was you just, just pay out, them as they come, right? I was
0: just working out on a cash flow, what was it gonna cost yes. me a year, and I was just putting that money away. So sometimes, some months I would have a lot of money sitting in that account, some months I'd have little because yeah. obviously expenses well, good, come good out. Good that
1: you, you know. But yeah, I just broke it down so I did knew cash every week so you knew. <laughs> that I
0: would just pay that money into the account, and it was yeah. just an expense that I had to own that property. Um, but the reality is, that, you know, earning, so let's just say I was earning 1200 bucks a week every week in my pocket, 300 bucks a week was coming out, I've still got eight to $900 a week to live off um but then you know i moved to newcastle i got quite a significant pay increase because i went from the construction industry to the mining industry um i was living up there for about 12 months or or nine months or something and i was living in a share house uh, with my (laughs) girlfriend and i thought i'm fucking sick of this living in you know living in a property i want to go buy something else so then i went and got pre-approved again and i got pre-approved from memory for 700 grand so my serviceability had decreased know Pretty significantly from the first two, I still had serviceability. Mm. But 700 grand in Newcastle got you say. a lot more than exactly. it did. In Sydney.
1: I was going to say it buys you a lot more up there. So, so
0: I was searching for quite a while and, and I ended up finding again another apartment uh, in, a, in a suburb called Bar Beach, which is probably the premier suburb in, in yeah. Newcastle, um, literally on the waterfront street. It's called Memorial nice. Drive. And I paid $665,000 for that apartment. Um, now, we've well, not spoken about the, the the values of each of each of these properties but over that time the Maroubra apartment went from 875 say to 950 the the Coogee apartment was probably yeah, worth they were they were doing their thing growing slowly uh, this property I paid 665 for so now at the time I probably had you know early 2 million dollars worth of real estate um, and I was pretty much capped now at my servicing <laughs> like I wasn't going to get any more significant increases in my in my salary, salary
1: yeah
0: and uh, I, w- I was pretty much capped that property I bought for 665, there was a special levy on the building of 40 grand per apartment. Wow. So it was about a- And oh, you a, knew that
1: going in, right?
0: Exactly, and that was the thing. So that sat there for ages, this property on market. I was like, why isn't this selling? Um, so I, I did some due diligence. I went and sat with two owners in the building on a, on a Saturday. Mm. I remember sitting in the lounge room and they were explaining me what we're doing. We're painting the building, getting new windows and doors. This will be bi far. it'll be beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I just knew that going into it. So really I paid 700 for yeah. it, but I knew spending that 40 was gonna add value.
1: And were you able to negotiate with the vendor knowing that there was a 40 grand
0: yeah, special
1: levy hanging over your head? So did you negotiate down 20, 30 or yeah, maybe was, even the 40 grand? Yeah, it was probably grand? more
0: than that. They wanted 700,000 plus for the uh, right. apartment on it first minute market. I remember looking go. at it and going, fuck, I'd love to be able to buy that, but yeah. I couldn't afford it. Because
1: and if then, there was no special levy and all these works had been done, then you're not buying it for 665, right? No, exactly. You're buying it for more than... seven fifty eight hundred. probably. That's right. So, you know, people sometimes get worried about these special levies, but mm. use it to your advantage to negotiate. Do what you did. Find out a lot more about what actually it entails. You know, how bad is, is what's going on. Sometimes they just need to replace the tiles on the roof or something like that. Exactly. Um, so, you know, you, you did well there to, to negotiate um, based on that.
0: And like this property ticked all the blocks. A small block of six, parking across the road from the beach... You know, had windows on the north and south sides. It was full of sunlight.
1: View, ocean view um, or?
0: You know, incredible ocean well, views. It's in the front there. So the ocean's not
1: going anywhere. Yeah, as and, they and say.
0: <laughs> I was living there too. So it was my owner occupied nice. property at the time. Uh, it was clashed as a rental, but I was having to, having to you know, happen to live there. <laughs> um, so, uh, and I was renting out a room to then, you know, make it cost less for me to own yeah so at the time then i had that you know those properties i think it was costing me roughly five or six hundred dollars a week out of my pocket every week pre-tax to own them so post-tax it was costing me about you know two fifty three hundred 300 bucks mm. a week um so it was starting to eat into my salary and i was pretty much maxed at my serviceability and at that time i was probably earning 150 grand a year right, you know right. so it was 20 uh i bought that in 2018 so that was four when was that four four and a half years ago? So I was twenty two twenty two ish years old, mm. earning hundred and fifty grand a year. That wasn't a you know a huge amount of money. At uh, the but time. for
1: a lot of people that's good money for a twenty two year old. Sure, sure, but it was costing me out. You're of working my pocket. in in the mining industry, so obviously Exactly. And I was and then I, I
0: hit a servicing limit and I, I looked and I thought, well I'm not gonna be able to buy any more property in, in the near future. Um I wanted to go overseas, so I planned to go on a trip to Europe mm. after I bought the third property with a good friend of mine and, um, and I, in this this is in my mind now when I wanted to start thinking about business and transitioning out of mm. being a, an employee to starting a business. So um, I, I, I had two years from when I bought that property to when I wanted to start my own business and I jumped into to the advocacy scene in 2020. So anyway, didn't buy any property from 2018 to 2020, except one. When did COVID hit? COVID hit in- COVID hit in March, March
1: 2020.
0: 2020. So covid hit in march 2020 and uh i'd just gone across to the buyer's agency scene in october november of 2019 um so i I was in there i was doing quite well i jumped in and, and you know did quite well pretty quickly and uh and covid hit and i still obviously when you jump into business you need a certain amount of years of financials before they'll lend it's usually 12 to 24 months depending on the lender covid hit and there was this development happening in newcastle and i would never advise anyone to do this but <laughs> you know i was educated enough to to know the developer to know the agent selling the project and to know that there was very little downside risk so okay. it, was a, it, was, it was a development in adamstown it was called the foundry and uh i cut a deal with the developer it wasn't just me but we we bought eight apartments a group of us uh where we put down a smaller deposit five thousand dollar deposit right. and didn't have to pay anything until settlement
1: and how, how many months was settlement or settlement
0: years? was 18 months two years ago so they just settled in, uh, in last year the start of last year so 2022 and I bought it in 2020 so I was like worst case scenario I'll settle on this thing probably not the greatest investment uh, probably don't want to do that best case scenario was in the middle of COVID so the, it was pretty grim not many people were buying mm. property march april of or march april june of, of you know 2020 so i thought worst case scenario the marketplace you know falls down a little bit i've got equity sitting there i'll refinance i'll be able to buy it and, and it'll just be a mistake so my, I, I weighed up the risk and uh you know, luckily for myself, that property significantly grew. I paid five hundred and fifty thousand for the apartment, ended up selling it for eight hundred grand with in a, a five thousand dollar deposit down. Beautiful. So I turned five thousand into. You so know, you sold it before you actually actually settled it. That, right. well, that was That was my plan. So I wanted right. to on sell the contract. So yeah, i Thought yeah. I'll buy it now. No one's buying in the market. We cut a good deal and I on sell the contract. The market jumped. I made some good money. To be honest, when I netted the numbers, because even though I made it on paper one hundred and fifty, by the time I paid stamp duty on my purchase CGT CGT, and the selling agent to resell the property because I had to sell it through an agent I ended up netting about 30 grand or 40 grand (laughs) or something so I was like I still 8x to my money but it (laughs) wasn't a lot of money to be honest now I wish I would have settled True. yeah you
1: put in five you got back 30 right yeah most people would take that but I mean in the grand scheme of
0: things but to be honest i should have settled on it what i should have done was settled on the apartment
1: and held it a bit longer or? well
0: i could have not settled with no money in because mm. the bank value would have been about 800 grand yes i could have settled with the equity inside of right, the property
1: refinance it. Yes, um
0: but i didn't so i sold that property that was in uh 2020 i sold that in 2022 so that was property number four that i purchased mm. which I ended up on selling it's the only property i've ever, ever sold property number five was uh was a purchase where I bought a block of land in a suburb where I grew up called Ebenezer. Oh, yes. Um, this was a property which was you know, on a street, which I loved as a kid, could never afford it. I'd always, in, in, in the area they grew up, if you lived on the river, you were like the creme de la creme, <laughs> you know? Um, I'd always wanted a property on the river. Yeah. Again, this property had come up the year before we had a flood, so this was an opportunity to purchase so you
1: thought that was it the one in 100 year flood is gone i was
0: like <laughs> i grew up there for 20 odd years and it never flooded once yes. so i bought this thing for 750 grand for the block of land which i believe was i stole yep. it um houses on that street finish are selling for two million bucks maybe not now because of the floods but they they were but and for they this will. one you had
1: it because it is a rural property on the river you had a, in your mind what was your plan for this So one? it's going to be a luxury Airbnb nice now
0: there was a there was a DA submitted on the property prior that was rejected I found out why it was rejected main reason was he pissed off all the neighbors and the neighbors objected to the, <laughs> objected to what he wanted to get approved um, I so become you, friends so you with
1: went them. in there took a, a case of beer to all the neighbors that's right and said, yourself, I'm, I'm, We're all, I'm, a, I'm a
0: nice guy <laughs> <I'm> a local <laughs> so I bought that for 750 um you know I've, I've spent money on it I'm, I'm developing it, building a, an Airbnb on that property and that'll be an incredibly strong cash flow asset yeah. um so to be honest that property hasn't done a huge amount of growth but I don't I didn't buy it for that you didn't reason. buy it for the
1: growth no you, you bought it for the Airbnb the cash flow that's that's gonna derive right?
0: Exactly. Now the um, And for you to enjoy
1: it yourself obviously yeah too. I go
0: down there quite a bit. I, yeah. I enjoy I'm actually doing a lot of the work myself or with my brother so it's mm. it's fun, you, know, you build a fence, we built a big outdoor barbecue area, <laughs> we've tiled, we're uh, not boat tiled. Ramping, and you did the boat yeah in the I did that personally, that was a concrete but yeah you know it's been something that's been a bit of a project, project for me to, yeah, nice. to enjoy. Um, the next property I bought after that property, so that was property number five um, the next property that I purchased after that property was another apartment in the block of apartments in Bar Beach. Okay, yes. So they, they I sort of bought those two properties within a month of each other, the Ebenezer property and the and the, uh, and the Bar Beach property. And they side
1: by side, like you can combine them if you want, or are they in different floors?
0: So it's the one below mine. So it's okay. a block of ah, six so where there's two technically... at the front, two in the middle, two at the back. And I could join them, but it wouldn't add no, any value. No, it wouldn't. But my goal with that property is to buy the whole apartment block. So over time, I'll just slowly acquire it. the next one. will come up. I'll buy it. There, yeah, yeah, and then I'll redevelop that block. So that was the that's going to be the play. Um, but I bought the other apartment underneath mine. Um, paid seven hundred grand for it, and uh, and you know I got a delayed settlement on that. And the reason I was able to buy those two properties is because the other properties I was holding, so Marubra, uh, Coogee, and the other Bar Beach apartment, had had really strong growth, mm. which again allowed me to.
1: And the interesting thing there is, you know, you've got three or four, and you haven't held them for that many years but they don't need to grow by a lot when you've got three or four of them, right? Because if exactly. you just had the one, well, you've got to wait for that one to maybe grow 40, 50%, but you've got three or four that just need to grow 10 to 20% or each. Or even five to 10%, you know, right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and then suddenly put all that money together and suddenly you've got enough mm. to deposit, get a deposit for your next one.
0: Exactly, and and with uh, with the uh, Ebenezer property and the Bar Beach property. I hadn't released any equity, I, I so I used cash as the deposits for both of those okay, properties, yeah. which is not a bad so, thing if you
1: got it there, you know, because then your LVR is only at eighty percent.
0: Exactly, and and that was in uh, that was in twenty twenty one. I bought those two properties. Um, that was in about the June, yeah, the June July of of twenty twenty one. Then, so from there, uh, that that was asset number six i think and we obviously would sold the uh
1: and so just uh, just on that so you know june 2021 we're still in you know lockdowns on and off mm. and this didn't phase you right you said no. this is going to pass this COVID. look we, it was a first time for everyone first time in something like that in 100 years but eventually we knew it was going to pass it had to right so you know that was happening in the background well not in the background in the forefront really yeah but you were you know, you had your strategy for your property. Exactly, journey.
0: I knew I knew what I wanted to to build. I mm. knew, you know, I've got a huge. But a lot of, but a lot of
1: people would have been put off by COVID. For you sure, you know, not going to do that. Going to stay in lockdown. You know, saving money and not purchase assets.
0: Mm. Exactly right and and you know it's, it's paid off for me so. well, and
1: in hindsight those who did purchase in in uh 2020 and, and 2021 have done significantly well significantly And the, people who did well.
0: the best were the people who had property just going into that time who didn't need it you know you mm. already held the assets and, and that's one of the most important things is like myself
1: i didn't buy anything during that time but you um, felt but, but i, but I, I was holding a lot of assets during that time and just rode the rode the wave
0: and that's that that is the key thing so in these marketplaces where we're not seeing a lot of growth this is the time to acquire if you mm. can Cause when the next upswing happens and you're in from the or get-go yeah you feel 100 percent of the upswing um so I'd, I'd purchase that property naturally the marketplace then was starting to get you know super competitive there was a lot of growth happening um i then the next asset after i bought the uh after i bought the the
1: second the second bar the beach second yeah,
0: that's right the second bar beach apartment um i there was there was quite a few assets that happened in quite fast succession so um you know where obviously the business was doing extremely well i had a lot of you know surplus cash um and you know we we were growing as a company as well so we purchased this building in paddington which i'm sitting in right now uh, which we purchased in a unit trust in the october of uh october of 21 21 yeah um we paid 6 million for this and this was like a pretty significant purchase Mm. it was like a purchase that doubled my portfolio overnight yes (laughs) in terms of value Um, and again this this actually wasn't planned so I would just gone through when I and when I'd settled the Bar Beach apartment and the Ebenezer property they settled simultaneously like they all settled together Um, I'd released a significant amount of equity from the portfolio overall so I had about 750 grand sitting in an offset account yeah and uh, within about two weeks or three weeks I'd spent all of that money and more buying property so i was going to sit there and uh anyway i walked through this uh in the afternoon about 3 p.m they were getting it ready for uh for sale and uh i said it was incredible six six and a half meter wide terrace a few hundred meters down from five ways double parking and a blank canvas Mm. and i'd seen what was selling in the area and i thought at six million bucks this is a steal Mm. so anyway didn't didn't do any personal building reports i said to the agent i'll buy it (laughs) Um, negotiated a, uh, a nine a nine month settlement. No, a six month settlement because I settled in the February of the following year. I negotiated a six month settlement and a five percent deposit. So I put down three hundred grand cash yeah. and uh, a six month settlement. And I thought I got six months to work out how the fuck I'm going to settle on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I purchased Very, that um, spontaneous purchase. <laughs> yeah, that, that's you know that's how I work. And then about two <laughs> weeks later, um, there was a penthouse in uh in newcastle in the east end Uh, and again wasn't a planned purchase i went through it and uh because i had cash sitting in the bank i was like yeah what's the worst that can happen i (laughs) negotiated a nine month settlement on that penthouse paid 2.6 million dollars for it Um, i also negotiated a split deposit so it was a 10% deposit, I put down five
1: on exchange and then 5% four months later just to help with cash flow. Mm. Um, and this is interesting because you're, you're bringing up things like a six-month six, six month settlement, splitting the deposit, things that not everyone is aware of. Most mm. people just think, oh, 10% deposit, you know, 42-day settlement. But these are things that you can negotiate, right? Of course, everything
0: is up for negotiation. Everything is up for negotiation, yeah.
1: It's just whether people,
0: like there is a... There is a typical way that you do something of course there's but a then standard way, the most popular way but there is no why there, there is nothing that can't be done you can buy a property no. on a one percent deposit if the vendor agrees to
1: everything it. is subject to agreement you can ask for anything They either can say yes or no or you know we come to an agreement of somewhere in between
0: 100 percent. so we bought that um you know so that's sort of eight and a half million dollars worth of property plus then i had um, the other five or four or five assets because I'd, I'd sold the uh the off the plan apartment by then um, so you yes. know, I'm sitting on twelve or thirteen million. And so then,
1: how did you in those last two purchases? They were pretty significant purchases. Six million. What did the penthouse cost you? Two point six. Two point six. So you got eight point six million of purchases there, and you did mention a unit trust for purchasing this one. So did you get some yeah, so, funding so, with it? Like, did you get in some partnerships or yeah, something like right. that? So that? that's right. So that's people are thing. thinking out there, going, "How the hell did you just jump like that and afford that? That's you know? right.
0: So the you need to be creative. That's what I always say to people. Mm. You know, doing joint ventures, doing partnerships. Bringing in money that is not bank money as well mm. you know can be a very strong way to uh, you know to do deals so, so is that
1: like private financing or something well,
0: yeah it can be from private lenders it can private be lenders. from high net worth individuals yep. you know obviously I'm, I'm in a business where we're in a business where mm. you meet a lot of very wealthy people mm. and you're seen as their trusted property expert yeah so you know there's, there's this sense of confidence with with me now that if I find a good deal mm. I will always be able to fund it
1: just because people, you've built a team around you right of trusted professionals people with money that you know if a good deal uh comes along and you're seeing them every day i mean you're seeing properties every day not necessarily a good deal pops up you know every week Mm. but when they're there and you're experienced enough to see and you can see the vision and the potential that you can call these guys and go hey guys there's an opportunity here exactly right
0: (laughs) so yeah we set up a unit
1: trust for for glenmore road
0: Uh, we obviously you know purchased the, this is this is part of our Henderson Advocacy yes. uh, office as well. Uh, we brought in a money partner into the deal as well, um, and you know that that's going to be a joint venture. We will end up selling this property, so we're going to turn it from a six million dollar terrace or six and a half million dollar now the bank value is to a twelve thirteen million dollar terrace. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know, it'll be a development plan and we'll offload that. So you know, because of that reason, we could bring in a money partner and
1: say, well, you know, and then you know, some people might be thinking, well, you know, how can I? What if I? Can't trust this person or whatever. Well, that's what solicitors and lawyers. Yeah, we have got strong documentation. They, they draw place. up the documentation. It's exactly. all there, you know. That, and you know, your, your lawyers are part of your trusted group. And you've, all, you've got to work out what works as well, right? So if you know, it's got to be fair I, for everyone. I right? put
0: up fifty percent of the equity um, in cash. So you work that out on on uh, on six million bucks for a twenty percent deposit. Yeah. You need to borrow from the bank. It's I'm, I'm still putting up six hundred thousand mm. plus the money for uh, stamp duty and all the, all the rest of it. Yeah. Um so I've got I've got a lot of skin in the game to make <laughs> it work. Um then uh, the penthouse I just purchased um just with you know I had the serviceability available. Um it was still purchased in a unit trust because it's just protection now. Okay. Um then from there we ended up buying the commercial asset in Newcastle. Again, this is all happening very quick succession. Yes, so yes. Um, we bought the commercial asset in newcastle was started 2022 which was the uh the office in Newcastle, which is a full floor penthouse level um it's probably about 350 square meters of gross floor area quite a lot of car parks um again that was in a unit trust we we leased that the off off, of ourselves essentially um and that's where my business partner and i both have our our, our two entities out of there. Yep. Um, so that was a three point three five million dollar transaction as well. So again, like you can see how quickly things can snowball. Yes. Um, once I purchased that property, I think I was sitting on oh, about twenty one ish million dollars worth of worth of gross assets. Still haven't sold anything. This is at That's is at start of twenty twenty two. As we were getting towards the end of of twenty twenty two. Again, I did another big refinance on the portfolio because naturally we've got all that growth. And even though we're buying assets, um, you know, in quick succession, as soon as mm. you buy something, if another property sells four four weeks later at a significant you know increase on in what you paid for it, as mm. soon as that property settles, that's now a comparable sale to yeah, your property, so you can which means you can refinance again. again. <laughs> and <laughs> that's sure. the incredible thing, right? So then I did another, you know another refinance and the most recent refinance just to put things into perspective. So that Bar Beach apartment that I paid 665 for, yep. just had a bank rail at a million dollars mm. in, uh, in four years. So, yeah. And
1: I mean, people can be surprised. And you, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about one of the deals of the week there where, you know, having held it for two years, um, you know, during COVID or, you know, and even into mm. a slight decline that we're in now, the client had still made a couple of hundred thousand and was able to pull out a deposit and, and go again. And that's
0: right. And, and if you don't do that, you stunt the growth of your portfolio. Well, you're leaving money on the table, aren't you? That's right. And that's why we all, I always talk about having equity sitting in a portfolio that's not being used. Mm-hmm. If you're in the acquisition phase of your portfolio is dead money. Yes. Because if you pull that out and put it into another asset, then the next time you get that growth, you've now got double the amount of assets in the marketplace, right? And the, the, the thing you just have to worry about is holding on. As long as you can pay the repayments, Yeah. You know yeah. regardless of people believe it or not as long as we're running on a fiat monetary system our asset values will continue to increase so um you know that that bar beach apartment that i mentioned that i paid 665 for that's now worth a mil i just had the other one revalued of which i bought in Twenty twenty paid seven hundred. That just revalued at nine hundred. So there's say, but pretty, you know another. they would have to be pretty close, yeah. So, so just out, out of those then. two properties, I pulled out you know four or five hundred thousand yeah. dollars worth of equity, which is then a twenty percent deposit on two million or more dollars worth of assets. Right.
1: <laughs> so you can see how things can really start to, can, yeah. to scale up. And then you start getting into the situation though where you're pulling out the equity, but then your serviceability and you know people need to realise there's two. Two sides to the coin, as they say, you've got the equity, you know, you could have all the equity in the world, but if you don't have the serviceability 100%. on the other side, the equity is somewhat useless to you in a way. And if
0: you're in a, in a PAYG job, mm. like what I'm doing is not possible, yes. unless you're earning huge, huge money, amounts you know, of money.
1: And there are people out there, you know, in the corporate world, etc. not just in the corporate world, in the mining world for, is another good example. Um, and, you know, likewise, they may have the serviceability but if they're not holding any assets, then what's it, you know, they can't put that income, income high work. income
0: to work. That's right. So it's all it's all relative. I spoke to some guys on the phone yesterday, and they were like, "Oh, how do we do this?" You know, the bank won't lend us any more money. And I said, that, "That's that, that's the thing. You need to <laughs> you need to earn the money. You know, like yeah. the bank's not gonna not gonna pay you." So, you know, just when you're hearing all these numbers, it's relative to the income. Of course, you know. Yes. So, um, and I thought about it too. Like when when I looked at Chris's portfolio, I aspired to be like he had fifteen million dollars in assets. I'm like. I've got one $700,000 apartment, could you? How the fuck do I get there? But so he'd just, been doing it
1: for 25, 30 years. It just as well. happens, you know? It just happens
0: yeah. over time. You buy that's one, right. then you get to two, then your income increases, you get a new job, you get a partner, it you combine the incomes, you get three. And it's
1: just taking it step by step and property by property, you know what I mean? Exactly. Once you've done the first one, okay, that's locked away, yep, yeah, good always keep an eye out for the next one. And being across your finances, knowing what your properties are valued, how much equity is sitting there, you know, what your loan to value ratios are. And, you know, talking to the bank going, look, here's my latest tax return or to your broker. Mm this is what i earned this year is, is you know my serviceability good if i want to know if something pops up am i ready to pull the trigger on exactly that?
0: and when you're a proprietary limited company and you, you're you're getting incomes through dividends and profits and, and plus a you know a, a salary that you might be paying yourself you've got a lot more flexibility you've mm. got a lot more lending options low doc, no doc, you know using draft financials instead of full financials uh, but again this all comes through when you get through your journey yes um so just so that was the start of 22 so Started of 2022 it was about 22 20 about 22 million dollars worth of assets um the Koji apartment that i paid 724 bank at 115 so you know we that, that's grown by four 500 000, what yeah. is it? 700 yes yeah, so about 400 grand that's grown by so it's so still growing with no parking see that's right so that's that's <laughs> still 50 a property to 60 growth but i, I put a five percent deposit on it when i right. bought that property right yeah. so i put 35, 40 grand into it and I've now I've made four hundred in growth. That's 10x to all my money. Mm. The Maruba apartment that I paid eight seventy-five for that's now bank bailed at one point two five. Yeah. So you know that's had that's had growth of fifty percent in it. Uh, the the uh, river property I haven't had revaled since I, I've purchased it. I've just been paying down the debt on that property. Uh, the two Bar Beach apartments like I said one's worth a mil, one one's worth nine hundred thousand. Um, the the penthouse that I bought in Newcastle um, directly next door to mine, sold for two point eight million. I paid two no two point nine million. I paid two point no, six, so that's probably yeah. worth three million bucks now. A couple of hundred grand on each of them soon adds up. <laughs> exactly, especially when you're <laughs> leveraging that couple yeah, of hundred grand. That's right. Um, you know this this terrace we paid six for when we settled. had it revalued six months after we settled. It's worth six and a half million now. Um, again, that's money we pulled out of the property. So your LVR yeah. still sits the same. but You're getting an LVR to higher, mm. higher valuation. Um, the office we haven't had revalued, so. Um, that was that was the start of 22 and then towards the end of 22 I purchased another apartment uh, another sorry another house in bar Beach uh, again that's going to be a, a, a development we're going to rebuild that property I paid 3.1 for that um, again I, I brought in a money partner in, in that transaction um, and then just the start of this year in January I purchased a, another property in Merryweather uh, which we paid 1.4 three five four which you know takes the total portfolio value just circuit oh no i forgot one i forgot one actually did you buy a house in bar beach that was the house that, in bar, or, or that was, was the, the house Mary in bar beach, yeah. beach that i submit 3.1 yeah. um i also bought another one of these deals that i mentioned the five thousand oh, okay. dollar deposit oh yes so uh, another development off the plan off the plan yeah okay. um another development of, of which i know where it's situated i know what things around it are selling i know the you know current state of the market um and interesting thing with this development. So again, I just bought an apartment with incredible views, and I thought same thing. It'll keep me growing assets, and then I'll offload it when I get uh, when I get down the track. So I paid 1.1 for it, and then they ended up getting a few extra levels added to the building. Okay. Um, and those extra levels were sky homes, so you know they'll nice, value. Yeah, for... three or four bedrooms. Yeah. So then I ended up upgrading from the 1.1 to the two and a half million dollar four bedroom sky home oh, on level nice. 15 um which again adds to the scarcity of the apartment yes. actually it's almost
1: you know. that's the future of living isn't it seems to be these these uh
0: sky homes exactly directly north facing looking over the harbor um probably may or may not settle on it it would be an incredible airbnb mm. but again that that is not something that i would recommend for a normal investor to do like there is a lot of risk involved in that yes. if, in, if you if it gets to the point of settlement you need to settle on it i've exchanged unconditional selling
1: it at a loss or at a for sale do you
0: um, which is another two and a half million dollar asset that i'm controlling now and and you know if the market doesn't that won't be finished until 2025 so i believe that be right, we've so got a bit of
1: time there as well you know so that builds a bit of comfort into the exactly well. but you're
0: buying at today's prices yeah, which means i'm right. going to get two years worth of
1: i believe growth in the market growth or not who knows what happens but certainly what are we now 2023 by the time 25 comes around it's so far from now it's uh, the market's not going to be lower than what it is today I, you know can just about guarantee that <laughs> yeah. you know what
0: i mean so that puts the the total value of the assets at you know just over 25 mm. 25 million Fantastic, my um, Fantastic, and you know, like I said, it, it's a journey, right? So you, you know, the, the it was it was uh, Coogee first, then maroubra then the Bar Beach property, then I bought the the off the plan apartment using the, you know the deposit scheme that I mentioned. Then I bought the property on in Ebenezer on the river. Then I bought another Bar Beach apartment. Uh, then I bought you know the penthouse, the office the uh the office in in newcastle all well, in eight years yeah and, um, and
1: and i suppose you know when you look back eight years you know it's, it's nearly a decade right but it's mm. probably just gone back like blink of an eye for it's you crazy. Right? it's crazy it's <laughs> crazy to
0: think and and the, the thing that you i really notice now is as soon as you get growth on all of those properties like you were just saying 10 percent increase in 25 million dollars of assets yeah it's two and a half million bucks it becomes
1: a snowball doesn't it
0: and then you know you think about two and a half million dollars if you leverage that as a 20% deposit that then goes by as another ten million dollars worth of assets yeah so you can literally go from having 25 million have one year of 10% growth pull that out then go buy another ten million dollars worth of assets so 25
1: goes to 35 very quickly mm. um, and then that Or like- subject to servicing of course of course of <laughs> course <laughs> so tell me then on the financing side um, are these uh- Interest only? Are they principal and interest? Are they fixed rates, variable rates? So nearly everything
0: that I have is is interest only. Yeah.
1: I've got one loan split, which
0: is uh, deposits that have all been bundled into one. It's a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars loan split, which has been used as deposits on different assets. Yeah. Um, that is at P and I at the moment. Switched over with CBA to P and I. And to be honest, I just thought, fuck, I'll just pay. I'll just pay some of that debt down. Well, like, you know,
1: sometimes paying the P and I, you know. It we don't recommend it obviously for investments all the time but sometimes paying it is a, is a for saving so to speak exactly you're knocking down the debt which isn't and, a bad thing.
0: and that's what i thought i'll knock down that debt it's de- deposit debt anyway it's not like it's attached to properties but it's yes. not attached to properties um so i've just left that i i'm not refinancing that at the moment yeah. and um, they're
1: variable or fixed they're all variable All variable so you've um, been impacted by the nine interest rate yeah rises, well i yet? worked
0: out my interest costs the other day um and <laughs> <probably> uh, scary <laughs> yeah i think my my but int- they're all rented
1: right well the majority exactly. of them are rented
0: my interest bill every month's about 80 grand wow so so you felt so that's every you haven't month. gone into any
1: mortgage stress
0: in all of that <laughs> no i mean i don't pay 80 grand right i've got tenants and everything yes if, that's right if i didn't have tenants yeah you know that's it's about 80 grand a month yes in in mortgage repayments
1: and so. that's the thing though they're good properties
0: they're always going to be tenanted right yeah exactly and like it has affected me absolutely like yeah. you know my my gap between my rent and my mortgage has gone from being let's hypothetically say $10,000 a month on all of those assets yeah. now to being $25,000 a month that's a yes. fucking significant increase increase yeah and um, you know I'm very lucky that I have a variable income the harder I work the more I make yeah but it, it's definitely impacted me it definitely impacts your mindset it definitely goes fuck am i making the right decision here mm mm-hmm. um, but the reality is if I then go, Okay, how what's what's the total amount of interest I've paid over the last eight years? And let's compare that to the total to amount the of growth of I've had, it's oh, like yeah. it's not even comparable. Yes. Um, so that's why I'm not I'm not super worried about it. And you know, I think back to first property costing me hundred and fifty dollars a week, six hundred dollars mm. a month, now to look at my interest bill being
1: And grand, like everything and like everything, and I always say this, these things will pass. The the interest rates will stop mm. um, you know, increasing. You know, and then, you know, we've, I remember over my 30 year journey, a lot, many, many months where the RBA announcement just used to happen. It wasn't even a big thing. It was like rates aren't going up, rates aren't going up. rates. They just didn't move, you mm. know, and they, let's just say they were at 7% and they just sat at 7% for many, many months, right? Uh, and eventually that may or may not happen. We don't know how, how, how many more rate increases they are out to go. People are calling two, three, maybe four, um, you know, they will eventually stop. Then you know they, they may even start coming back again. So exactly, we, we don't know. You know, but and I'm
0: not even worried about it. Like, it's not even a thing. I remember when I bought my first property. Right, I think the interest rate was about five percent, mm. four point eight or five percent, which is roughly what I'm paying now. Five, five and a half
1: yeah. on yeah. most things. Um, but as long as you're working, as long as you've got tenants in there, there's your right. income.
0: And, you know, like let's look at worst case scenario. Shit happens. Business does, doesn't go that well. You know, something happens with my cash flow position. You sell a property.
1: You sell. one. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. You're probably going to only sell one. Yeah. Uh, to, 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 you know, get you out of shit if you were in it. You know. Exactly. So, so that that's, oh, that's very good, mate. You know, in a yeah. quick eight years, um, you've uh, you've done a, a huge effort there, and I can only see it getting bigger, no yeah, doubt. Well, hopefully, the next the next <laughs> well, the time you get to my age, mate, wait, wow.
0: Well, the next day it'll go from twenty five to hundred that's the uh that's the goal big, uh, big goals mate i like it and then uh if, if all else fails mate, i'll probably be renting one of your properties <laughs> off you <laughs> but that's the thing you know i think it's all relative as well like now i saying 25 million to a lot of people i remember when it I is a lot Chris, of money you know it's a lot you know but then when your ambition is so much larger than that oh, of course it becomes yeah. relative so yeah. but um, you know you
1: you are uh you know you, where are you on the disc profile? You're a risk taker A driver, a driver, that's right. You're very ambitious. And you know, I wasn't that ambitious uh, in regards to, yes, look, you know, just buying some property was is, is taking risk. I mean, geez, getting out of bed in the morning is a risk. Mm. Uh, so there's risk in everything we do. We, we obviously try and mitigate those things. Um, but you know, I was uh, for me, it was just something I did on the side as a passion. You know, because I, I had a career that I was growing in accounting and finance, and that side of thing as well. Where you, you know, your business is, you know, it's property, it's property, <laughs> buys advocacy. Yeah. So you know, and it's very much a passion for you, which I, which I obviously love. Uh, people with a property uh, passion. So it's it's fantastic, mate. You should be congratulated for what you've achieved at such a young age, under thirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But I think and, another uh, thing is like, it's not all glossy and, and happy as well like it's i've been very stressed a lot of the time well, like it becomes even with one or two properties it can be very stressful it you can know? be and, yeah um you know as you get to the level i'm at now again it's relative but it can be very stressful it can you know, be like, yeah
1: like, you know sometimes i've had a property it's just the top of my head, you know, and a property might be, you know, unrented, you know, where you're looking for a new tenant uh, for four weeks or something, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, okay, well, no, it's been a month of no income, you know, there's, there's, I was renting that at five hundred a week, there's two grand I've just missed out on, yeah, you know, just now, you know, we spoke about my Waverly Heights uh, property up in Brisbane that, you know, we've just done a bit of a reno on you know, because the tenants gave notice, and now, you know, it's already been they've had a couple of inspections and nobody's put in an application for one. I'm going, what's going on here? We just tidied it up. It's looking nice. We repainted it, nice and modern. And why isn't anybody, uh, you know, renting it Renting it yet? But I go through those and then next minute, you know, and this has happened to me in the past, oh, well, you know, from four weeks of, of nothing, oh, we've got three rental applications. Which one do you <laughs> got to choose? So, look, it's always in the back of your mind, but, you know, you've got to trust in the system. You've got to trust in the process. And look, you know, going into it, you know, whether you're investing you would talk about stress, put some money to the share market and, and talk about stress. And yeah, Whether right. you sleep at night after, you know, the the, the stock market closed yesterday at a, at a new six-week low or something like that. And mm. you're just seeing declining. But again, that'll bounce back. You know, everything, every investment has its ebbs and flows and has its stresses associated with it. Exactly, exactly But right. the, rewards, mate, yeah, the rewards, I'm off the to the level. Maldives on Monday. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's uh it's super rewarding you know like it it, it allows you to to live a lifestyle it, it allows you to do other stuff you know like naturally you don't have to continue to use the money you make through property and equity to put back into property you can mm. put it into your business you can buy toys yeah. with it cars all the rest you of it you can retire early yeah, you probably
1: won't but i will <laughs> be so that's
0: uh that's that's the overall portfolio now it's it's 11 11 properties Very um, good. you know sitting at 25 ish million and um and, and ma- naturally it's it's you know not. not and better. I'm
1: sure with each of them you've learned a lesson or you've learned something new about property for each and, each of them hundred percent you've got units you've got houses you've got commercial um, no doubt you know you're, you're educating yourself you're educating yourself you're learning along the way which is you know probably the most important thing
0: hundred the, percent and the biggest thing is it's like it's a game of finance understanding how finance yes, works and so. the different the different you know applications that are out there for putting a deal together mm. is uh, is critical. And, and, you know, like I said before, the knowing that all I have to do
1: is find a deal now and then I will find the money. Yeah. And your uh, negotiation skills as well. What you ne- now know from your previous negotiations, you know, what you can and can't do just by asking the questions, you're probably asked Questions and on certain negotiations and being knocked back. Others they've accepted. the worst. You the worst properties I
0: negotiate on on my own. That's for sure. Sorry, I said the worst properties I negotiate on are for myself. I reckon it I is. Always, it's funny when we negotiate, negotiate on... so much harder for clients. Yeah, on myself, like, it oh, is
1: God, very God. funny how we negotiate for other people. I think it's because you've got more of that. Uh, you know, we're willing to walk away thing, and you know that's. I think that's your best negotiation skill. You've got to be sometimes willing to walk away. Um, and, you know, we do that hard for our clients, which is, it's very good.
0: 100%. And mate, I uh, I think to, to wrap it up, um, what, what I think would be beneficial if you've both spoken about the growth of our portfolios on, on two separate episodes and, and you know the numbers and all the exciting stuff but I think what, what the next episode will be I think most valuable for people is to then go okay what have we learned along the way just like you spoke about mm. what are the biggest lessons what are the things that we do differently yes. you know one of mine and not buying that could apartment again <laughs> I...
1: <laughs> not cross collateralizing right. like right but sometimes I think you ha- you have to at the start sometimes you don't have a choice cross-collateralizing can be a bit of a, well, a local
0: ANZ manager at Windsor mate that's all I know well, yeah well, for
1: me it wasn't NAB mate the same thing so I think the, the next episode let's unpack our
0: biggest learnings from building you know between nice. the two of us circa 40 million dollars worth of a real estate portfolio yeah.
1: definitely some lessons to be learnt there and mate 100 percent. but you're off to the Maldives age next week so it's unlikely we're going to report yeah, I'll be back week. in a couple of weeks mate 10 year wedding anniversary you know you Got gotta gotta look after it. the bride mate. happy
0: wife happy life they say that's it Frankie as always, great pleasure. Well done, mate. See you next week.